everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. And you can find me at Justin Bizarro on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can find the podcast at Justin the Food Entrepreneur's on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Thank you, everyone, who's supporting the summit. That's June 3rd and 4th in Milledgeville, Georgia. You can get still get your free tickets. Um, the summit is the Food and Beverage Entrepreneur Summit. Again, it's in Milledgeville, Georgia, June 3rd and 4th. Tickets are free on Eventbrite. So we have a couple great speakers, uh, educational speakers, motivational speakers, as well as a bunch of great and cool collaboration activities. So that being said, um, again, if we do not meet in person, uh, we will be doing the show live on Facebook and YouTube. So anyone who has a ticket or is registered for the free tickets will be given a pass to watch it live if we don't do the event in person. So thank you everyone for for registering again. And today we have with us Lauren Storby of Snack Attack from Fort Collins, Colorado. How are you doing today, Lauren? I'm doing okay. (laughs) Yeah, tough times right now. Considering the craziness that we are living right now. Yeah, that is true. So just so everyone knows, I want to quick let everyone know before we dive in. Uh, Lauren was on episode 119. Uh, so if you guys want to go back and listen to our first episode, it's episode 119. A lot has obviously changed in the meantime. So Lauren, let's dive in um, and yeah. give us a quick background. I know everyone can go back and listen to episode 119, but let's give a quick update Um on how you got to where you are, and then we'll sort of dive into the the hardships and the things that are going on right now. Sure, yeah. So um, long story short, um, I grew up in the food industry. Um, my parents had a restaurant when I was seven years old, and, you know, through high school and college, that's how I supported myself, you know, um, serving, bartending, cocktail, waitressing, um, did everything but management or owning And shortly after having our son, just about four years ago, we decided to jump ship in California and um, basically Googled a place in in Colorado and had a couple friends recommend Fort Collins. And we we packed up our house and we moved here. And that was just about three years ago in January and opened up Snack Attack. Um, snack attack specialty sandwiches and brews. So we're a sandwich bar and we are about to hit our three year anniversary in June. And, um, man, it's just been, it's been a wild ride. (laughs) So let's really dive into a little bit of, well, one, we've talked about you're in a college town, uh, before. Mm -hmm. And if I remember correctly, your location used to be a different restaurant. I was actually talking to this about Deborah before we started recording. I couldn't remember what it was before. Yeah, it was Red Robin Burger Works. So it was their, yeah, it was their quick service concept that, um, did not last very long. So, um, and I want to keep going, but describe how your sandwiches and your concepts different than your normal, say, sandwich shops such as, um, I don't know, uh, Jimmy John's or uh, Firehouse Mm -hmm. Subs, because I really like the concept and its differentiation. 
Yeah, so we, there's a couple, there's actually quite a few things that set us apart from any other sandwich shop. So we actually consider ourselves a sandwich bar and we serve craft brews. So local craft beer, um, all sourced in, in Colorado. Um, we did have a Wyoming beer for a little while. We no longer offer that one, but everything is sourced within 65 miles of Fort Collins. And we basically pride ourselves on quality ingredients and freshly preparing our ingredients. So we use boar's head meats and cheeses. They're freshly sliced every day. We freshly prepare all of our veggies. Um, I will not all of them, but about 80% of them. So like our lettuce and our tomatoes and our onions and uh, cucumbers and um you know, all those kinds of ingredients and we have a grill. So everything is freshly grilled. There's no like conveyor belt or heating system. We literally will put, you know, a fresh grilled chicken breast on the grill. Um, everything is made to order and the portions are a little bit bigger. So you're going to get, you know, a nice big baguette. You're going to get a three quarter sliced uh, wheat berry bread. We do amazing salads as well. So we're really known for our salads and, um, just basically being that place to come in that is very community based. So we're kind of like known as the cheers in town where, you know, people come in, we have tons of regulars. If you come in on your first time, you're going to leave knowing someone new and really just, you know, trying to keep everything in the community, sourcing local products, um, featuring local products and offering healthier items. So, um, for instance, like we have an all natural soda that's out of Denver. We offer a CBD sparkling beverage. We do kombucha, herba mate, and, um, like freshly sliced apples for kids and, and things along those lines. So, I mean, up until the recent, what we'll call pandemic, um, <laughs> I mean, your business was doing well and, and buzzing, I assume, because you're, you're growing. I mean, the things mm-hmm. that you're offering have grown quite a bit since we talked last. You know, mm-hmm. the new sodas, the, the CBD, maybe it was already there, but we didn't talk about it. But it seems like things were going well. You've been open three years, and there's been mm-hmm. some growth, and, and people become more loyal. We talked a little bit about students coming there mm-hmm. for the semester and then leaving um, or a year, however you look at it. But mm-hmm. I mean, I have to imagine that people are starting to gain loyalty. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's huge for us is our regular customer base. We have people that are coming in once a week. We have people coming in every single day. We've got people ordering from us every single day. Um, you know, always talking about community. We do tons of community events, but even just people that are coming in for our food, it's, um, it feels good. And in this recent, you know, this recent past week or so, we've been doing okay because of our amazing support system and people choosing to spend their money with us. And, um, it's, you know, we, what we offer in our shop is, our lifestyle and how we want to live and offering higher quality ingredients. And, and instead of everything being all beer related, we've got, you know, other non-alcoholic options and there's a big trend in uh, sobriety right now. So offering other options, um, we're going to be bringing in a non-alcoholic beer that actually tastes really good. Um, Once all this craziness goes away, hopefully in the next month or two, um, you know, bringing in other options like that, but yeah, absolutely. We, I think that's, what's so hard about this situation right now is that, you know, as a restaurant, 
your first year totally sucks. Second year, you start making traction, but you still have setbacks. And, you know, on our way to year three hitting in June, this, you know, this, we were doing, things were great. Things were moving along and we actually launched a couple new programs and we just put in a new, um, eight new tap handles to offer more beers on draft. And then, you know, this, we had been watching very closely, but every single day there has been kind of a twist and turn with it. And, um, Knowing kind of to expect the worst, but just not knowing when that was going to happen. Um, and then, of course, today with the announcement uh, from Governor Polis that restaurants are only to be doing takeout and delivery for the next 30 days. And um, even with President Trump announcing, you know, no more, no social gatherings with 10 people or more. So, you know, we, we saw this all coming. Um, but I think that's the hardest part of it is that, you know, as a new restaurant, you're building and you're working your freaking butt off. And, and then this comes out of nowhere, right. Which is absolutely out of our control. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, and we know tons of other people are, are, are hurting as well and, and going through it. So, um, it's just a crazy time. It really is. It's like uncharted waters. And I think just, not knowing what the future is going to bring and how long this is going to last. I think that's what's the most unsettling about it. And I agree with that. I mean, I have 60% of our business, what Deborah and I do and at food service partners is healthcare meals and, and food mm. for hospitals and long-term care homes. So we're somewhat, um, should I say cushioned from mm -hmm. what's going on? Um, because mm -hmm. the meals are starting to go up and we're starting to prepare and, extra meals and temporary hospitals and all that. But on the flip side with all the closings and the quarantine actions and, and starting to happen, I, we're like, we got to get special paperwork to have our employees even go to work, you know, to, right. and then you have doctors and nurses who are still working mm -hmm. and you also have people closing bridges. And I mean, in New York and the Bay area where we're talking about, getting people, you know, we produce food and have to send it to 22 hospitals throughout Northern California. So you're talking about special permits to go places. And it's the craziest thing. I mean, I never really thought it, anything could, could become this, <laughs> but right. when it's coming to a restaurant or a business, like you're basically telling them to not do business the way that they can. So your livelihood's at stake, obviously. The other yes. part that's a little bit crazy to me is we're slowing down the movement of money almost to a right. standstill, right. which is just crazy scary to me because to, yeah. in order, once you stop it, it's very hard to get it moving again because people right. fall into habits very easily. And right. if they're not used to spending it and they don't have confidence to spend it, getting that started again is a big deal. And a lot of things can, can suffer negatively because of it. Mm -hmm. such as restaurants like you guys are doing. So, I mean, let's, let's talk about it. I mean, cause I don't know, I'm, I'm not in, in the business that you're in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got to imagine one of the things that has happened is Colorado state university has closed probably, or yep. gone to online classes. And that means yes. that there's no students around. Yeah, so they they did announce last week, you know, um, so spring break is actually this week. And 
we, you know, last, last week when we were monitoring all this, I was being very positive and I was being very hopeful uh, you know, going into this week, we actually slow down a little bit because, um, actually not because of the students being gone, but because of families being gone and families traveling, um, kind of like what we talked about in our first episode, we actually don't get a huge draw of students, but we actually bring in more of the faculty and, um, teachers and professors. Um, our catering orders have obviously suffered hugely because that's a big part of our business, specifically linked with CSU, but we don't get a ton of the students. So I was thinking, okay, you know what? Let's see what happens this week because we t- we have a tendency to slow down. That's, what ha- that's what's happened the last two years. Um, but maybe now that people aren't traveling, maybe, you know, families, we're going to get the families to come in. <laughs> and then it's like, Okay. I mean, we, you know, the weekend was pretty decent yesterday. It slowed down a little bit. Um, it wasn't terrible. We've definitely had worse days. Um, and then today was actually okay. I think people are just a little more freaked out than they're just freaked out in general. So a lot of people, a lot of families are just kind of hunkering down right now. Um, but now CSU has announced, you know, they announced last week, okay, classes are moving uh, to online after spring break. And now it's getting pushed out for the rest of the year um, or for the rest of the semester, I would say. And they may not even have a commencement ceremony at this point. So, you know, I, I have it's hard for me to sit here and kind of complain about our situation. Cause I know every, everybody is being affected one way or the other. And just over the last four or five days, I, we have had so much support from our community because we do so much community involvement that we've had so many people coming in and, um, you know, purchasing gift cards and, um, you know, doing online orders and takeout orders and, um, all the call aheads and they just, you know, it feels good to know that what you're doing in the community is affecting people and that they're returning the favor because they know we really need it right now. And I want to touch on that because, you know, we talk a lot about on the podcast about building relationships, like long-term relationships, like you're more than a business that serves food if you're in the food and mm-hmm. beverage space or especially mm-hmm. as a restaurant. And the importance of building relationships is not only to make money and profit in the good times or to grow Mm -hmm. your business. It's Mm -hmm. there's an other side of it, which is exactly what you're talking about, which is the stabilizing of your business. When things go bad, people know you, people know that you're suffering and they know you on a personal level. And these people are your friends and not only your loyal customers, but you've built a relationship with them. And so that kind of thing that you just mentioned is not doesn't have to be unique and in the businesses that are going to suffer more are the ones that haven't invested in building those relationships that haven't invested in their communities because you are part of those communities it doesn't matter which way you look at it as an entrepreneur you're investing in your employees you're investing in your Mm -hmm. community you're you're more than just serving food you're building relationships and and helping people and and providing solutions to them in many different ways and and opportunities for them to meet up and hang out Mm -hmm. and and build relationships and build memories so you know i like what you said right there because i think it's spot on um it's Mm -hmm. unfortunate do not get me wrong but i want to take it as something that this is not something that you have to do only when times are good. Yes, do you want to invest in it when times are good? But when things get rough, 
those are things you can rely on for your future. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. I mean, it, it, it like brings me to tears. Uh, we had some customers today, they came in and I hadn't seen them in a while and they came in and they, you know, they had some sandwiches and they're like, we want to get a gift card too. And they bought a hundred dollar gift card. And it was like, Oh my, you know, it's like you, Oh, you didn't have to do that. They're like, no, we, we love you. Got like, they're literally like, we love you. And I like, I didn't even know their name. So I'm like, okay, well now I need, now I need to know your name. You look familiar. You've been in a couple of times. It's been a while, but you know, they didn't have to do that. I mean, everybody's going to be strapped for cash right now. Everybody is, is suffering one way or the other. And the fact that they chose to spend, you know, $135 with us today, I, I teared up and it was like, all of our hard work and all of our involvement, which is something that we like to do anyways, and we don't always get recognition for it, and we don't always see that immediate impact, it's starting to come out now. And and I keep telling, you know, I've had, my phone has been going off all freaking day, and it's like, what can we do to help? What we can do to help? And it's like, honestly, just share that we're open. Um, order a sandwich while we're open, <laughs> come in and order, order a drink to go. I don't really care. But like, if you could just come in, show your face. I mean, that's the other thing too, is that we, we have taken a, a huge, huge step in sanitation process. Like I'm just carrying around a sanitizer rag with me everywhere I go, <laughs> wiping down the door handles just so people feel comfortable coming in if they do choose to come in um, just to kind of take a break from the madness that's going on with the grocery stores and, you know, other businesses kind of going through turmoil and um, just getting away from the hysteria for a moment. Like you step through our doors and it's calm and it's welcoming and it's a super duper clean right now, um, but making people feel comfortable. And I was even actually even like, our regulars that were coming in and having a beer, I'm like, okay, you guys got to sit six feet away from each other. And they thought I was joking. I'm like, no, seriously, like if you're going to be in here, we got to follow these rules. Um, you know, we, we want this to be a safe place for everybody, but we also want you to come in and enjoy yourself. So they were kind of making fun of me, but I was like, nope, got to move down a couple more seats. So, <laughs> you know, totally. Yeah. One of the things though, that you said is the hope, right? By you pushing mm -hmm. forward and you doing what you need to do, you're creating hope for these people. And in return, they're giving you hope also, you know, and that's a yeah. currency that's so valuable, right? There's the gratitude mm -hmm. there. That's the most valuable currency there is. Mm -hmm. And so I think that as entrepreneurs, and we've started to talk about this a lot, Deborah and I, and we've done a post about it, like we're going to push on with the podcast. I like it's mayhem mm -hmm. in the food world right now, trying to move yeah. food from one place to another. And now we have food being rejected because mm -hmm. the possible contamination coming into the facilities and we can't have contamination mm. food in the facilities, contaminating the employees who produce the food for the hospitals mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So there's this mm -hmm. crazy thing going on. That's just time sucking our lives. Right. But, um, you know, going on with the podcast, continuing the life that we can to give hope is important. And you guys mm -hmm. are doing the same thing in your business. And I think that everyone's going through this, but how do we prepare everyone to move forward? You know, we've still got mm -hmm. when this, when this is done, we are still going to have to move forward as hum humanity. We're still going to have to mm -hmm. rebuild an economy. We're still going to have to start getting the money moving again. We're still going to have to go out right. and, and sort of, for lack of a better term, repair the damage that was done financially and economically because right. of this situation. So if we're not in hope and we're not constantly preparing that to stop, 
your business and close the doors, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not doing anyone any good. We know would help. We need to move the money. We need to put our hands in our pocket and we know things aren't bad, but okay, we can't get food at the grocery store or we can't do that. Okay. Where's the business that we can spend money? Where's an entrepreneur out there that's in the restaurant that has some employees. Okay. You're spending money on that restaurant. That restaurant can keep more employees. Mm -hmm. Even if it's takeout, then those employees are also in, in return, putting money back into the economy. So we've still got to do what we can to keep it from stopping. And, you know, you want to save during times like this because you're like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, I don't know what's going to happen. But if we Mm -hmm. all just spend a little, and I'm not saying don't save, but still put the money out there, still invest in your businesses by going and eating the food there like you guys and, Mm -hmm. and keep the money moving, you know, keep the money moving. It's not going to do anyone any good. If you guys ever had to shut your doors, then you're not employing anyone. Then you're not buying food from another person and they're losing that ability to employ other people. So, you know, that's what we got to keep in mind as we're going through this and we can follow all the safety precautions and limit the amount Mm -hmm. of people in our space, but we've got to get creative as consumers and as entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. on how we can keep the money moving. Like that is part of what we do as business owners is move money and circulate money and create jobs. So, you know, we got to continue to do that. And the people that support us doing it, you're give all of us as entrepreneurs, especially in the food and beverage space, hope right now because... Yeah, you know, it's... Um, I was talking to a, one of my girlfriends earlier. She she owns three restaurants here in town and I just was checking in on her and seeing how she was doing and, you know, they decided they actually did close today. They possibly might reopen, um, but she's she employs 90 people between all three restaurants And for me, like, I know how difficult that was for her because for me, we have a staff of 12 and that's, you know, that's been the hardest part of this is, okay, I know that Sean and I are going to be okay. Like we're going to get through this because we, we just know we're going to get through this. We're not giving up, but how do we maintain our staff so that we don't let them fail, right? Like we don't want to fail them. We don't want to let them go. I mean, the harsh reality of it is, yeah, shifts are getting cut. Luckily, one um, one of our employees, she actually, this is her last week anyways. Another two of them are actually out of town for spring break. Um, but like our shift leads and managers, we're just going to have to reduce hours. Um, but, you know, there's been a lot over the last week. Um, I'm really involved with local female business owners up here and there's been a lot of like social shaming going on with um, establishments and restaurants staying open. Um, you know, comments made by people that you should shut your doors. Um, you are providing an unsafe environment. And, you know, it's hard to see those comments because I guarantee you these people do not have any skin in the game and they are probably getting a paycheck still. Um, and they don't understand that if you shut your doors, you are not only shutting down your income, but you are shutting down the income that you're using to pay your staff. And if we had an exorbitant amount of money, we would absolutely shut our doors and continue to pay our employees because that would be the best thing to do. But not everybody is in that situation. So, you know, luckily there's like New Belgium and Odell Brewing, um, Weldworks, 
Red Truck, those are really big operations. And they did, they did decide to shut down because of their occupancy. And they are, um, I know Odell and New Belgium are playing, paying their employees. But the, the reality is a lot of us smaller operations, we just simply cannot afford to do that. And um, that's one thing we've been really, really weary about is how are we wording our social media posts and how are we showing up and making these announcements? Because I have just seen some major negativity and, you know, it's like, this is just not the time. <laughs> this is not the time to be shaming people for trying to keep their doors open. Um, even though, of course, following like the CDC's recommendations and implementing sanitation procedures and, um, you know, of course, following the rules because it is a serious situation. And all day long, you know, people asking, how are we doing? How are we doing? And I go, you know what, honestly, at this point, I just want to let's just bite it in the butt. This is what we got to do. It is what it is. I want to get through this. I want to get through this as soon as possible so that we can reopen and get back to some normalcy and get back to our daily lives and all these amazing things that were happening in our lives and in our businesses. And we're coming up once we hit June, June, July, August, September, those are our busiest months. So if we can, if we can weather this storm for the next how many weeks, I mean, honestly, I'm planning eight weeks at this point. Um, if we can just get back into June and right again, like jumpstart this economy back, back again. And I absolutely agree with what you're saying as far as, you know, we got to keep it. Of course, people are going to, the economy is obviously slowing. It is, it's slowing very quickly. And, um, you know, yes, you do need to, you need to save your money just like how we are. I mean, we have to be very careful with how we're, we're spending our money right now, but we can't come to a complete halt. And I know that this is going to, this is going to kill a lot of businesses. This is going to be very trying on a lot of businesses. Um, the strong will survive. The ones that get creative with what they're doing. Um, you're going to, we're just going to have to think outside the box a lot <laughs> and try things we've never tried. And, um, you know, I, I've made a point to, you just got to be engaging. you got to be engaging on social media um, you need to stay relevant, whether you're doing gift cards, you know, gift card donations, you're doing giveaways, you're doing, um, you know, we're probably going to be sponsoring a local hospital, like that kind of stuff just to stay relevant during this time. Because if you start to fade, it's going to be really hard to get back from this. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I do, I want to say is, um, actually, I had someone cancel a podcast today because of the shaming thing. They were very upset and they weren't in the right mindset to do the podcast. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I wasn't even going to talk about it, but I think it is relevant now that you're not, I've now had about four or five people mention it to me, um, yeah. that I work with. Um, and then the, the lady who canceled on me today, mm -hmm. it's an interesting thing because what these people don't realize, um, or what people don't realize, I shouldn't say these people, but what people mm -hmm. don't realize is that ultimately their businesses are supported by the movement of money through your business as well. Ultimately, the mm -hmm. money has to trickle back so people have money to buy any services or good. And if it's a business-to-business -business, uh, mm -hmm. model, there's got to be the support for those businesses somewhere. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, this is a time for tolerance and understanding and, and mm -hmm. educating yourself um, and supporting other human beings, not going after people. And right. so it's an amazing thing. And, you know, I'm going to just say this, you know, here, let's look at the shaming the other way. I have employees, 
you know, that are traveling, 300 of them across the country, 390 mm-hmm. almost, that are working against all of it. They, they're like, you know, it's a dangerous situation. They don't want to be in environments mm-hmm. where they could get sick, but they've got to go to work. Why? Because right. there is going to be this influx of people potentially into the hospitals. You got long-term care homes, you got short-term care homes, you have rehab centers. All of these people need food. We can't just stop feeding them and we can't right. certainly just feed them anything because they're on dietary restrictions or health things or need surgeries or whatever else. So mm-hmm. like here's the other side of this is what about these people who are trying to provide a service similar to your employees that are doing it no matter what one, because they need the money, but two, because they need to continue to move forward and they need to build hope. These people are inspirational because you don't have to go to work. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that there aren't other things needed in the community. The communities need food. They need restaurants. They need stability. There needs to be money moving. And so there has to be an understanding there. I understand that you don't want to go to work because you work in an office building with a thousand people. That's, that mm-hmm. was your choice in life and you get to do that. My choice in life was not that, you right. know, my choice was right. to go into food and into this business. And now I'm putting employees risk, lives at risk every day to try to produce food, but they mm-hmm. see the bigger cause here. We're supporting a system and it's the same in the restaurants in your neighborhoods. These people are supporting your neighborhoods. These people are circulating money in your businesses. Also, these employees are spending money in other businesses and eventually the mm-hmm. money's going to hit you. So when we yeah, start to see that one way or the other, we're, yeah. we're all connected. And that, yeah, I think that's a frustrating part of this is like, you know, people do not understand if, if you're not in this position, you do not understand how uh, just insane this really is and how impactful it really is. And it's every, it's people's livelihood on the line. And, um, you know, when people are doing these, this public social shaming, it is very hurtful because, you know, your business is a reflection of you. And so of course you're going to take it really personally. Um, I have, we person, we personally have not had it happen to us yet. Um, but I have had multiple friends where I've, I've seen it happen and, um, and you know, people are already freaking out. It's like, we don't need (laughs) this intolerance on top of it because it just makes people spiral out of control even more. Yeah. And I'm going to put it to people very bluntly because I work with farms all the way to the end consumers and my business model were very vertically Mm -hmm. integrated. If Mm -hmm. we stop buying the stuff from the farms, the farms stop, Mm -hmm planting the farms stop producing the food the farms don't have anything to harvest they just plow it Mm -hmm. under we will Mm -hmm. run into a food shortage so while everyone's out there you know restaurants and everything we still need to pull the food through the food chain because if we don't it has a domino effect where we're not going to have the food we need. There isn't people right. producing it. There isn't people growing it. There isn't, it doesn't enter our food chain. It doesn't just magically appear at Costco and the grocery store. Like that right. doesn't happen. It's got to be grown for months. You know, this right. isn't something. And we slow that down and these farmers don't have the money to replant. We have food shortages. So I'm always like, mm-hmm. you're shaming what? You're about to cause a major food shortage. We continue to slow down the economy. So let's not even, okay, you don't care about the circulation of money. What about food on your table? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's great. You want to live off the canned goods and frozen meals forever. But at some point down the road, 
there yeah. is going to be that because it doesn't happen now. It's a right. delayed reaction because farmers grow for months. They plant mm-hmm. for months down the road. And if no one's buying their stuff, guess what they do? What you guys are doing with your money, they plant less. They go yeah. into a, a reserve mode. So when we're right. not pulling the food through, we've got a problem. You know, and we're going to create a big problem because whether people know this or not either, food is, we all eat three, four times a day. We buy groceries. Mm -hmm. It's the largest industry we have by far Mm -hmm. in terms of employing people, in terms of putting food on the table. Look at all the restaurants in your neighborhoods. Look at all the farmers that are out there. Look at all the trucks moving food. All of this is part of our food chain and we start hating restaurants or hating on people for this stuff, you're creating some something and creating an hysteria that has a lot more impact than just your opinion. You know, so am I up on my soapbox? Hell yeah, I'm up on my soapbox because I don't think I've heard it from people and they're like, why are you going to do that? And how are you going to do this? And I'm like, listen, (laughs) what, what I do and what these restaurants and everyone do around you and mm-hmm. how they handle this is going to determine the food in this country for months. And right. so you want to see food. Here's the thing. The economy slows down. Food shortage because we stopped buying it and pulling it through the system. Now it's a common economic problem, supply and demand. There's less supply. Demand is at a normal rate. Price goes up. More demand. Price goes mm-hmm. even higher. Now we're at the same level, same salaries. If you, you're at home right now, you're making the same amount of money even though you're not working. Your business has slowed down because you're not at work mm-hmm. and because of the economy. Now there's no room to grow to keep mm-hmm. up with it, and food prices have gone up. So now there's less food. There's less. Your money's worth less when it comes to buying that food, and you're going to have more trouble putting food on your table, paying your mortgage because of it, because you're just trying to feed everyone. So this right. is the thing we're talking about. This is more than just that restaurant's bad because they're going to spread the the thing. Well, right. It has a lot more impact than just what's going on from a health standpoint. There's also mm-hmm the long-term health of our country. There's also the long-term health of our food chain. There's also the Mm -hmm. long-term health of people that, okay, now I don't have a job. Now I get the virus, the coronavirus, and I can't afford to pay for the treatment because I don't have a job anymore because I worked at a restaurant that got hated on and closed its doors. You know, so like let's really take a step back and think about this. And I'm, I don't mean to be so wound up. This is actually about Lauren and I'm taking the show here, but (laughs) no, these are all very valid points though. I mean, I think people forget the amount of time and work that it takes for food to get to a grocery store or to a restaurant. And, you know, I can only, I don't know about grocery stores, but for a restaurant, you know, we work on very, very low margins. So it's like, we don't have a ton of profit floating around anyways. And, um, you know, people do, they they just think that things just show up out of nowhere and they don't really realize the, um, the process that's involved with it and the trickle down effect, you know, from your suppliers. Um, and then even just the aftermath of, you know, having to let go of employees and, and what that does for them and all of the things that they have to pay for. No, absolutely. And, one of the things that I love by surrounding myself about around entrepreneurs, and by entrepreneurs, I mean the people that are really creative and are differentiating their environments and creating solutions and jobs and 
finding solutions and helping people like you you're doing is that we look at it from always a side of hope. Like, okay, this is my situation. Guess what? This is what it is, but I've got to deal with this. This is just something like any other entrepreneurial venture I've been on. Okay. I've had a hiccup. Now I've got to pivot. Yeah. And, and, the, we don't do that as as whole as a society. This is a hiccup, and yes, do we need to take proper precautions? But we also need to pivot, and right. pivoting isn't throwing hate out there. That's not going to yeah. work. That doesn't do anyone any good. And we're all in this together, and we have to deal with it together. And mm-hmm. yes, you want to stop the the movement of the coronavirus. I agree. Mm-hmm. But you can't stop it if you're ultimately creating something where people don't have the ability or the funds or the insurance to go do something about it if they get it. You're going to have a lot more people die. And so like, yeah. that's the thing right there. And being on the health side of the food and healthcare, you know, that's what we're talking about. You know, you mm-hmm. want to talk about what everyone's worried about. Yes, do we have to deal with the coronavirus, but what happens if we slow down food and we slow down businesses and people close their doors Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden we have this influx of people who can't pay for their insurance and pay for their things or there's a backup you know and hospitals Mm -hmm. have to treat everyone but don't get me wrong but imagine now someone's been treated and they come out with seventy five thousand dollars worth of medical stuff that they can't afford because they lost their insurance because they lost their job you know so you know these companies were entrepreneurs we're all trying to figure out what your big businesses have the pockets to figure out which is Mm -hmm. how do we keep people paid and how do we keep insurance but we have to do that on a way lower scale you know Mm -hmm. so it's we're smaller and we're more nimble but at the same time these type of bumps in the road are much larger for us and so, yeah, yeah, it, it's like, it is super crazy just to see how everybody's going to navigate this. It's, um, I mean, I definitely, a, a month ago, I did not see this coming so quickly. Um, it's just has, uh, you know, every day it's like hour by hour, things have just, just progressed really quickly. <laughs> At this point, I am ready just to get through it and we, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, June, we've had to cancel all of our events and that's like a super bummer. Um, we also, I'm also pregnant. So, you know, we were gearing up for certain things and then come June to have a baby, but now it's like, okay, June, I mean, it kind of sucks. Like I, I'm super excited to like give birth, but it's also like, now I'm like, I'm super excited to like go back to business. Yeah. (laughs) It's just it's just very interesting. And I think it'll be super interesting to see how this all plays out with everybody and who survives and who doesn't. And um, kind of going back to, you know, you know, absolutely being an entrepreneur, you have to you have to move and shake with what is what you're dealt with. And, you know, how do you deal like how do you deal with situations like this? And how do you come out stronger? And how do you use your time too. That's something that I talked about a couple of days ago was how are we going to use our time? Like, you know, a lot of us are going to be slower. So how do we use, what do we do with our time? Our time is extremely valuable. Um, like for us, I know I'm going to start revamping our website. That's something I had on my list. I've got some marketing things that I want to design. I want to revamp our catering program a little bit. And so 
kind of just looking at, you know, the opportunity out of this instead of dwelling so much on um, the negative side of it is, okay, well, now I've got time, which is worth a lot of money too, even though I don't have the money coming in. My time is very valuable. Um, being able to, you know, do some remodeling, the stuff that we were we were hoping to get done over Christmas that we we didn't get done. Um, but just doing some like small improvements, and then you know, yeah, just coming up with creative ways of how to gain sales, and um, yeah, really just just stay afloat and keep trucking along while we can. I mean, that's literally at this point, that's like literally all we can do. <laughs> well, and that's one of the things, right? Like looking for opportunity. If you're a restaurant or a business and you haven't done delivery before, it's yeah. time to figure out how to do the delivery game. You know, mm-hmm. if if you're in mm-hmm. a different food or beverage and you're in retail, well, it's time to figure out how to build an online store or find Absolutely. a company that'll that's online that represents you because that's where we're going right now. Yeah. And so yeah. you it's time to start figuring out you may have not had to do do it before, but this is what we're dealing with now. So how do you, you know, how do you grow in it and, and how do you stabilize yourself? You know? So that's the thing is it's not going to be as good as it was right now, but we can certainly start figuring out things to do and improve. Like you said that once this is done, you can come out of it like you're shot out of a cannon versus just trying to limp your way along. Like you started all over again. Yeah, absolutely. I have this quote that I actually have it on a post-it on my computer that I keep looking at. And it says, we don't grow when things are easy. We grow when we push through the challenges. And something that I always hold on to, it's like a motto of mine is that, you know, these hard times um, when it's really uncomfortable and it's hard and it's like, super crappy with this is probably one of the hardest I mean if not the hardest things that I know I've ever been through um you know professionally um this is like where the magic happens this is where you learn to dig deep and you learn so much about yourself you learn so much about your business you learn about your values and you know, as a business, have you even established your values as a business? But I think this is, again, another opportunity to sit down and go, okay, what do we actually stand for? Like, wh- what is our the basis of our business? And like, for me, ours is, you know, quality, community, um, just a welcoming environment. Um, and like, these are the things that we are literally like those values are what you're holding on to. Those are like the strings that are, you're holding on to and um, finding that magic, man, like really digging deep and it forces you to get creative and then it forces you to, to branch out. I mean, that's luckily we already do a lot of online ordering and we do deliveries. We have a delivery service already Um, but leaning into that, you know, leaning into it and even finding ways around that to grow. Um, earlier I mentioned, so we just got eight new tap handles in, which that's going to be obviously put on, on pause, um, because we're not going to have people in drinking. Um, but luckily a majority of our sales is food. So we do about 75% food and 25% beer. So, we're not going to lose a ton of business there, which is reassuring, but we've also established a grab and go program where we are, you know, preparing food. We've got a, a wrap, a, 
um, sandwich, like a little half sandwich and a salad that we're distributing, we're wholesaling to accounts in Northern Colorado. So that's something that has actually just launched in the last, I think we're hitting week three starting tomorrow. And, um, you know, we're talking about things like our things are so great. Yeah. We're like, we've just put in this tab system and we've got a new program. We're generating sales and, Luckily, I mean, some of the accounts, they're taking a break right now, but I just got um, Dazbog Coffee. They're a new account starting tomorrow. So I've got four new stores that I'm going to be delivering to tomorrow. And I told them, I said, we are absolutely here to provide food for you. And um, I, you know, I've been talking back and forth with the manager and he's like, nope, it's still a go because people are going to need this food more than ever right now. Right. Even as a, a takeout, as a coffee establishment, they're like, no, we want to have, we don't have any fresh items right now. Um, which is why I approached them in, in the beginning was, you know, I went in and I'm like, gosh, you don't really have, like, you don't have for me, like as a customer, I don't want a muffin. I want a fresh wrap or a salad, you know? And, um, so luckily we've got four accounts jumping on board tomorrow, but it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out, you know? Um, one door opens and another one closes. And I know that a lot of these doors are going to open back up, hopefully, um, when the time comes, when everything starts to settle down. But, you know, focusing on this grab and go program, I think is going to be something that we're probably going to open up to the public as well and see if there's, you know, people want to take orders that way. Because um, essentially, it's the same thing as going to a grocery store, right, with way less people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like you're going to the grocery store and you're waiting in line and you're spending who knows how long and you are surrounded by way more people than if you're going to come into our establishment and grab like, you know, some tamper sealed uh, salads that are good for four days, grabbing yourself some sandwiches. Um, so I think that's something that we're going to lean into. Um, and then obviously like our catering, um, our catering has slowed down drastically, but there are still some accounts that are ordering. So leaning into that as well. Um, and like I said, we do, we're right located right underneath a big apartment building that it houses students. It's not student housing, but it's called uh, student geared. Um, a lot of them have already left, but we're going to kind of lean into doing deliveries with them. Um, because according to Governor Polis, they are still allowing room service deliveries. So we're going to try that avenue to see if we can get more customers just in our immediate area. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just going to think outside the box. We're going to kind of look at what some of these other bigger cities are doing, um, like in Seattle. And I, I'm just going to be doing research. I'll tell you that I will be following this very closely and um, doing things that are outside of our norm. But that's, that's what, that's just what we got to do right now. We just got to get creative and we got to um, step outside of our comfort zone. I think that's the biggest part of it. Yeah. And the other thing that you just reminded me of that I think is important and you talked about it a little bit earlier and I want to do full circle to where you, what you just talked about, but you sort of reminded me of it indirectly <laughs> Is that mm -hmm. restaurants, we tend to be cleaner anyway. I mean, the ones that are well run have food safety <laughs> yeah. codes and have cleanup yeah. codes and you clean tables every time someone leaves and a new person yeah. comes. Like, you know, it's a little bit interesting that that's the one receiving all of it. I guarantee people walking through a mall 
it's yeah. less sanitary than a restaurant, you know? And so oh yeah, this is the thing. I mean, they're cleaning your utensils, you're washing down your surfaces, you're making sure there's not cross-contamination between products and allergens right. and so on and so forth. And so it's a little bit like, you know, to say that, you know, to go against something that's generally cleaner anyway, you know, I wouldn't say everyone. So I'm not going to stereotype yeah. that everyone does right. this. But right. it's one of those things that here you are, you're figuring out ways around it. You seal a salad, that thing's sealed, right? For And it's mm -hmm. good for four days. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's pretty much made in a very clean and sanitary environment because you're washing everything mm -hmm. and cleaning it. And it's actually probably more safe more safe than in your own home you know there's everything there oh, and how yeah. often do you wash it and how often how well do you clean yeah. your utensils and how often do you go to the bathroom and wash your hands or yeah. you know this whole thing and brush your teeth and what's the dog and the cat <laughs> and the you know and so so on and so forth so yeah you know it's a little yes can it travel from person to person but generally the surfaces and everything that are used in restaurants and food establishments, if they're doing things properly, like mm -hmm. you guys are, you're cleaning everything, you know, regularly. And so. Oh yeah. We, we are probably a little neurotic about it, but I, I feel comfortable, you know, literally having a sanitizer rag with me at all times, you know, wiping down the POS system after every, Every single time someone signs that, we're wiping it down, wiping down the pens that people are signing receipts with, um, you know, kind of going back to what you were talking about with like just general sanitation and health codes. I mean, we're required to wear gloves, at, you know, for our kitchen to wear gloves. You know that when you're cooking at home, you are not wearing gloves <laughs> and you're probably touching your face and you're touching the dirty counter and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, our hands are just like falling apart from how dry they are because we're just washing our hands, using the sanitizer rag. Um, I've no joke. I've probably washed my hands. I mean, 50 to a hundred times a day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but and it is, you know, it is what it is. This is what we got to do. And it makes me feel comfortable. And you do it in food anyway. I mean, you talk about the gloves, yeah. but I mean, we joke around about this a little bit because everyone's mm -hmm. like, oh, don't shake hands and don't do this. We've been bow bumping since the day food safety was a thing forever. You know, no one ever <laughs> totally. shakes hands. You know, we wear beard yeah. guards and hairnets yeah. and, you know, or yeah. anything safe. Like we're safe established. We're not touching anyone or anything or spreading it in the place. Like you're touching right. elbows if you want to say hello to someone because you don't want to contaminate food or cross contaminate something or get your gloves yeah. dirty and it end up on someone's food, you know? So yeah. it's, it's an interesting thing. So you know, that being said, I love what you're doing in the catering. I, I think that that's really awesome. And I think it's exactly where you should be growing your business is helping other businesses by offering them fresh sandwiches and salads, because yeah. there's definitely more of that needed. Mm -hmm. um, and it isn't cost effective for them to do it themselves, but it is cost effective for them to offer it and to make more mm -hmm. money in their establishments and offer their customers. And obviously, it's a way for you to continue to vertically integrate your own business by going to consumer, I mean, um, business to business. So, yeah. And that's exactly why we launched it. So we had actually been wanting to do this for well over a year and it just, it, it took, it took some time for us to get to that point where we got the right licensing and we got the process set up and we got the right packaging and, um, getting approval from the state and labeling requirements and doing R and D on the food 
um, you know, making sure it stays fresh for a certain amount of time, um, you know, doing the delivery process, all that kind of stuff. And everything has been running really, really well because we did not, that was one thing that we, we talked about is like, we don't want to rush this. We want it to work. We want it to be successful, um, making sure the pricing was right. I mean, that's another part of it too, is, you know, I'll, when I talk to accounts, um, you know, I tell them, I go, this is your 20% markup. This is what we generally, this is what we work on is a 20% markup. That's hopefully where our profit margin is. Um, but you don't have to do the work. I'm like a salad always tastes way better when somebody else makes it like salad preparation is it. I, I love to make salads at home, but I still will go. I'm like, I'm going to snack attack and I'm getting a salad because it's just way easier and having someone else make it for me. It just looks beautiful, you know? So, um, I still have a lot of hope in this program. I know it's probably just going to slow down for a little bit, but I think it's something, you know, it's not going to be a huge money making program for us, but part of the reason why we started it was to just, you know, gain brand awareness, advertising, marketing, um, get, and really just get fresh food to people that there's no other grab and go company up in Fort Collins doing what we're doing. So I think it'll be really good for us. Um, I It's already been well-received and I know it will continue to grow as we move through this, but um, it's something I've been really excited about. And it is a bummer, you know, that this, this little hiccup has um, slowed us down a little bit, but it's not something that I know it's not going to go away. So just keeping it moving, staying relevant on it and, um, you know, just keep supplying. That's the other thing too, is I told all of our accounts, I said, we're still, we're still moving. We're still doing this. If you have an order, we are happy to fill it. We understand if you're going to be taking a break from it, um, just because there's so many unknowns with business levels right now. Um, but we have such low minimums on them anyways, that it's like, if you, if, if you have an order, we will fulfill it because like you were saying, we got to keep the money moving. Um, we need to keep customers coming back. You know, if they expect something to be there and it's, if that's why they're going to your establishment, we need to make sure we're providing that for them. Yeah, absolutely. And you're yeah. keeping people employed, you know, and whether it's one yeah. sandwich or two sandwiches, you know, people are, yeah. you know, the stuff's got to move and people got to you know, have the work and, and be in yeah. businesses got to have the work to give them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a big part of it too, is, you know, finding, figuring out because we have adjusted hours right now, um, you know, still bringing our front of the house person in a little bit early because they've got to do this wholesale stuff first and then they jump into the regular work. Um, but yeah, just, again, there's just so much flexibility going on right now. And I feel so lucky that we have such a great staff that is so understanding and so appreciative and, you know, they're in, they're in it with, they're with us too. I mean, I can see the concern in their eyes and, um, trying to look at schedules and where do we cut and where do we don't and trying to, you know, literally really just trying to spread it out amongst everybody so that everybody is getting something out of it and um, holding on to them as long as we can, really. Well, and one of the cool things I just heard about and, and someone was asking me what I thought about, and I love this idea, is that they're they're like, oh, we have to cut back staff. 
Mm-hmm. But one of the employees came to him and said, what if we don't cut back staff? What if we all figure out how to lower our hours where we're all still mm-hmm. working four hours or five hours a day instead of eight, but everyone still has a job and is making money that way. Mm-hmm. No one's missing out. And they sort of came up with a solution on their own as employees, which mm-hmm. was really like, and the fact that the owner and the entrepreneur that I know um, in his restaurant is like, or restaurants is like, okay, this is a great idea. Let's do this in all the restaurants. And he's letting the employees take ownership of it mm-hmm. and go through it together. And yeah. it's crazy because the other thing that is a, that occurred as we're talking about it is that you know, there's the military, right? And mm-hmm. um, you bond during times being in the military going through the same thing. But you mm-hmm. really bond when you're at war and there's hardship because there's mm-hmm. fear and there's things, bad things that could happen. And you get through it together and you survive together. That's mm-hmm. what's happening right now. And if we look at it, this is a chance for us to bond as humanity. This is a chance for us to bond in our businesses. Mm-hmm. This is a chance for us to help our employees bond, to help our communities bond. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a hardship there. There's no doubt about it. It's there. And you can argue, I'm arguing, taking advantage of it. But what I'm saying is, is this is there no matter what. So if we look at it positively and make sure there's a positive outcome with what we're dealing with, like this person I'm talking about was doing, you know, that's valuable, you know, mm-hmm. and you can bond your employees and believe me, now all of a sudden you're doing what's right by them. They're going right. to do what's right by you and be loyal, even more loyal to you. And guess what? They're going to talk about what you did, which when this is all over, that's mm-hmm. going to help you get more customers. Cause people are like, I can't believe you guys, what you did for Joe, the cook. And you know, that was amazing. I, I really want to give my business to you because that's believing in the right thing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and doing the right thing. So you know, there's yeah. things like that we don't realize that our actions right now really matter. And I love that mm-hmm. we're having this podcast right now because I haven't actually been able to dive into this in the other podcasts. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you've been very vulnerable, Lauren. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is real though. I mean, this is, even my husband, he was like, are you still going to do it? And I said, yeah, because this is like real life. I mean, this is a really, really hard time. And everybody, everybody is feeling this. And I know I'm not the only one. And that's, it's helping me. uh, It's helping me get through this knowing, you know, knowing that we're not the only ones, not, not that I'm happy that other people are, are suffering as well. But there's just a little more calmness around that knowing that it's not just targeted at us and that we're, we are literally all in this together. Um, and kind of going back to what you were just talking about of just empowering your employees. Um, I think that brings so much value to your management style and your brand and your company in general, um, because then they're going to hold on, you know, they're going to hold on with you and they're going to try and find those solutions. Um, because, you know, we, we're always the first one to admit it. We're like, we don't always know the answer. <laughs> we don't always have the right outcome, you know, and we're constantly learning. And I think as an entrepreneur, that's something that is, that's a part of, you know, that's an asset that you have is that you learn how to learn, right? You are constantly growing and you're constantly adjusting and you're, um, trying new things and, you know, you're moving and shaking and you're like, Hey, well, this, this didn't work this time, but you know what, I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to pivot over here and I'm going to give this a try. 
you just don't give up. I mean, that's what it comes down to, um, you know, digging deep and, and, and growing and learning from your mistakes and, you know, just trying to make the best decisions that you can with what you're dealing with, because, you know, we haven't always made the best decision and we've definitely made the wrong decision and mistakes in the past. And all of this is so unpredictable for so many people right now that, um, you know, we're learning as we're going to and how and how we deal with this and how we deal with the public and how do we deal with our staff and um, just really talking through things before we jump to conclusions right now and weighing out all of our variables and weighing weighing everything out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I decided to do this because it's actually very helpful for me to talk about it. Um, especially with somebody that is in the industry and understands the, the effect that it has. Um, I feel really lucky. I have a great group of girlfriends that were all small business owners. Um, I'm the only one with a restaurant, but, and they all have other amazing businesses and they're all dealing with it. You know, they're all struggling with their, with their businesses too. We've got a chiropractor, we've got, um, a, like a med spa owner. Um, I've got a social media influencer, Um, I have a friend, she, um, owns a pure bar. So, you know, fitness studios are closing. So she's dealing with that. People are trying to cancel their memberships. Um, and I have a friend who puts on, she's, uh, like a health and wellness coach and she puts on one of the biggest, the biggest fitness events here in Fort Collins in Northern Colorado. And they've got events coming up and it's like, you know, they've got to cancel their events. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. So, um, I think being vulnerable and I think being authentic to what's going on, um, it's very real. And, you know, there's certain times when you got to sugarcoat stuff, but with this right now, it's, there's no sugarcoating. It absolutely sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I think honesty it totally is the just best sucks. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. There's not a time to sugarcoat it. It's, it sucks right. and we need to be honest about what's going on and we need yeah. to move forward. And I think, right. You know, there's everyone's going through it. We just need to provide hope and we need to make sure money's right. still moving, you know, for the yeah. gym owners, for your friends, right? Because, yeah. you know, those yeah. are possibly our employees that are going to that in gym, you know, that yeah. gym or whatever. So yeah. it's more, you know, when we start getting upset at people, there is more there. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm really glad we did the podcast also because Deborah and I have been talking a lot about this. Okay. She's, you know, we always talk We're you know, we're in business mm-hmm. together and we're that couple that stays up at night staring at the <laughs> ceiling, talking about everything, particularly business, you know, and trying to figure right. out everything. But when she, we were talking about the podcast, she's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've been doing what I do normally and, and it's hard and I work hard and I spend a lot of hours working, but now's the time to step it up. You know, if I have to do three podcasts a day, I'll do three podcasts a day for anyone who's willing to be on. If you need to talk or you want to give hope or I need to give people the opportunity to talk, I'm going to do it. So anyone out there, you need hope, you want to be on the podcast, you want to do whatever, you're in the food and entrepreneur, food and beverage entrepreneur space or Mm -hmm. owner space or whatever it is, I'm giving an outlet there. So that's one. Number two is is this is an opportunity for me to, in our business, in our employees that aren't directly related to the production of food, okay, it's time to revamp our website. It's time to look Mm -hmm. at the way we're going at social media. It's time to look at the way all of our customers are now. Our customers, excuse me, our clients is what I like to call them Mm because their customers are also our customers, Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, 
our clients are going through something too. So now it's time to take a step back. Things have slowed down. Let's fix any little problem that may be there that we haven't had the time to sort of adjust to yeah. do it right. Let's yep. take a look back. Maybe there's something that's wrong with a piece of equipment that we haven't been able to fully fix because it's been mm-hmm. in full production. So how do we mm-hmm. fix that? You know, maybe it's we're, we're having packaging issues with a, a certain retail product or whatever it is. It's the time to sort of, you know, this is the time to step up and be ready mm-hmm. for when everything we come out of this because we're going to need to be well wood machine when the economy starts back up because it's going to be hard. And if you don't mm-hmm. have everything figured out, you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to shoot out of a cannon, you know, like we talked yeah. about before. And yeah. so now's the time to work harder. Now's the time not to sit back and I have days off and okay, there's nothing I can do. This is not my business. No, this is the yeah. free time you always wish you had, but you were too, bu- too busy <laughs> operating your business. Yeah, no, you know? 100%. I mean, we were talking about, it. I'm like, well, if we actually have to fully shut down, I'm like, what are we going to do with our, like, what are we going to do with ourselves? Like, we love to work. We love to be moving. We love to be doing things. And I think that's almost a little bit more scary than anything else is like, what do we, what do we, you know, once everything is put into place and everything is updated, it's like, okay, well now what? (laughs) Yeah. I actually, I'm going to spend time with my family, which is amazing. Um, but there's only so much you can do with a four-year-old, you know, I mean, there's only so much you could, we went and bought him a bike today. We got him a big boy bike. We're teaching him how to ride a bike, but these are the things that again, like it's very valuable and we're really excited about it. But, um, and I hope we don't get to that point where we fully have to close. Um, but we already have like our to-do lists going. We, um, you know, we're, we're looking at the opportunity that this is providing because, that's what it is. You know what I mean? It's like making lemonade out of lemons and finding the silver lining in all of this and, um, not letting it weigh you down. I think that's the biggest thing that I've been focusing on is just staying calm. Um, we had a a customer in today. He, or a, a guest, and he's actually a really good, he's kind of part of our family. And he, after Governor Polis's announcement, he, I thought he was going to break down in tears. And I kept telling him, I'm like, we're going to be okay. Like everything's going to be okay. I'm not, I'm not too concerned. Like I am, but I'm not, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let this take over because once I start to spiral, once mama bear starts to spiral, like shit's it in the fan. Like we don't want that to happen. So <laughs> I told him, you know, it's okay. Like we're going to be fine. We've got ideas. We've got things that are going to keep us busy. We're still going to be open. Like people we're still going to be generating business. Yes. We're going to lose a lot of revenue, but I still feel very grateful that we have a concept, a gra- like we are a quick service restaurant, so we can absolutely handle this. Um, but seeing the worry in other people's eyes is, I think that's hard too. Um, but yeah, you know, we just, all of us, regardless of what type of business you have, just look for those opportunities to fill your time with things that are on the bottom of your to-do list and start checking it off and, um, you know, other things are going to pop up. So just get it done. Don't procrastinate. Don't let it weigh you down. I think that's my best advice right now is, yeah, it sucks. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my stay positive shirt <laughs> and that's where I'm going. But I also had a conversation with, um, with someone about it's okay to feel, it's okay to feel like this is crappy and it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to feel frustrated and it's okay to feel that 
um, to sit there and acknowledge it and feel those feelings because you need to do that. You can't just bottle it up. Absolutely. Um, you have to go through that little moment and, and go through that feeling to get out of it and then to keep cannibaling yourself forward. Cause it's like, if you don't and you keep holding yourself back, it's just going to keep pushing you farther back. So that's one thing I've come to realize this week is like, it's okay. It's okay to cry. Like I've had a couple of little moments where I've cried just because it's scary. Um, but then you know what? I, I don't know if I told you this. I'm, I teach yoga too. So I, I do a lot of breath work. So I just sit there, I close my eyes and I take deep breaths and then I just come back to reality and then I go, okay, I feel so much better. I got that out of my system. I'm ready to move on with my day. I'm ready to be positive again. And then, you know, it, it's, it's where we do not have a lot of control, but we actually have a lot of control over our actions and how we move through this. So knowing that we can control ourselves and our attitudes and our actions, I think will speak very loudly and letting go of, you know, I talk about this in yoga, letting go of the attachments and the um, expectations of where we want things to be and we can't. So, you know, letting go of all that and letting go of the negativity and letting go of things that are literally not serving you. Um, I think that's just going to be something that is very important during this time. Well, absolutely. And I think you get control of yourself and get control of the things that are around you. This is the mm -hmm. time, you know, to look at your business and look at your personal life. What's a break even analysis on your life? What mm -hmm. is my bare minimum that I can get by on just in case I have to? Okay. Right. What's my business break even analysis? Let me look at that. Where do I absolutely need to be to break even where I'm not losing yeah. money? Okay. Now let me look at this. Where are my margins? Where Where's my prices? Have I increased mm -hmm. my prices recently? It may not mm -hmm. be the time to do it, but it may be time to start looking at what that looks like. And if you need to do it in the future, this is time to get mm -hmm. intimate with your business on a deeper yes. level and intimate in your, in your lifestyle and with your family on that level too, because this is a chance to do those things and you get right. to spend more time with your family. And it's interesting. You mentioned the bike because I was at the <laughs> bike store all yesterday also, because we've decided <laughs> to fix all the bikes since none of us are yeah. really going anywhere. And you know, my right. stepdaughters are basically home now because of yeah. not being in school and right. like, so we need activities to do. Yeah. But it's keeping yourself busy. It's spending the time together. It's taking right. a step back. Like it's time right. to take a step back, get yeah. your head up, look around and see what's going on. Take the time to learn the financial situation of your business. Take the time to know your products, what sells well, what doesn't sell well. Maybe I need to cut a couple items off my menu that aren't mm -hmm. doing so well so I don't waste the inventory. Maybe they every once in a while there's more loss to them. You know, that's what we've got to look at. We've got to start picking our head up, taking a deep mm -hmm. breath, taking mm -hmm. a step back and looking at it. And the same with our families, yeah. the same with our financial situations. And that's hard, right? Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it's going to make us better leaders in our community. It's going to make us better leaders for our business. And it's going to make us mm -hmm. better leaders with our family. Yeah, I think, you know, it's as difficult as this is right now because it is out of our control um, some amazing things. Like I do see a lot of beauty coming out of this, um, for those that are willing to put in the work, right. Um, 
because that's what you got to do is you have to put in the work. Nothing comes easy in entrepreneurship, um, but diving into the details and like you said, getting intimate with your business. And, you know, this is actually in the, in, I think more, not so much in your professional life, but in your personal life, this is really allowing people to pause and look at the important things and, you know, like we, we were planning on getting him a bike for his birthday, but you know what? We're like, you know what? Let's just do it now. Like we need it now. Let's just do it now. And, and spending more time with your family that you wouldn't have that ability to do. Um, so I think the silver lining in this is that there's going to be a, a lot of beautiful grace coming out of a lot of people and a lot of people's businesses that I think if this weren't to happen, you would never get to that point right? Like it's just allowing a lot of pause. It's allowing you to step back. It's allowing you to analyze. It's allowing you to look at what's really important, like talking about our values and what you stand for and really establishing who you are as a person and as your business. I think it's going to be, so I think there's going to be a lot of amazing, um, just transformations going on. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. And I think, you know, the takeaways from this is extremely important is now's the time to grow. You know, you yeah. talked about growth and, and this is just another growing opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so we get to grow. We get to spend more mm -hmm. time with our family. We get to grow with our family. We get to grow in our businesses. We get to grow as human beings. And mm -hmm. that's what it is. And is it hard? Of course, yeah. all it's called growing pains for a reason. Yeah. You know, yeah. and this is what happens. And unless we're forced to, we often mm -hmm. avoid growth. And so yeah. this it's is very what uncomfortable for people. Absolutely. It's very uncomfortable. They, you know, people don't like stepping outside of their comfort zone. They like what is easy. And uh, I know for me and my husband, we don't take the easy route. We like the challenge. Um, so this is something that, you know, I look at it, I look at it like, you know what, this is just, this is, this is going to be another real road bump. Um, you know, our first year of business was really tough, but this is just going to, we've already been through something like that. So, you know, I think this will just make us stronger for the future. I hope we will never, ever, ever have to go through this again. But if we do or something similar to it, we're going to have, a, we're going to have a better game plan. We're going to know exactly how to, to tread through the waters and we're going to know how to navigate it and come out stronger. And, and that's absolutely it. You want to succeed as an entrepreneur, you're going to have to go after the hard things. You're going to have to take the yeah. harder paths no one else is willing to because that's where the advantage is. That's where the profit mm -hmm. is. That's where the money's mm -hmm. made. You know, everyone's mm -hmm. like, oh, you're padded during this thing. Let me tell you what padding <laughs> means during good years. You know, yeah. it means keeping track of dozens of different diets. It means yeah. low margins because you have to deal with healthcare and insurance companies. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what it means. I may have an advantage now and you mm -hmm. could dis I, I would disagree with you. Honestly, I'd prefer the good times where I have all the right. retail business, the <laughs> other 40% because they're right. more profitable, mm -hmm. but, and there's not as much pressure and negotiations all the time and all of that stuff over mm -hmm. everything. But here's the thing is that we went into healthcare because it was the hardest place to go because of tracking right. all the diets, because of the communications, because of the insurance companies, because of the hardships, because of trying to make sure we get in all the food every day. And we do, mm -hmm. you know, we do hundreds of thousands of meals a day across the country. And mm -hmm. 
it's hard. You're trucking it from central locations and we haven't missed a delivery in 22 years. You know, yeah, that's, that's awesome. every day across how many yeah. hospitals in New York City, even with flooding and hurricanes and earthquakes yeah. in California, we still manage to figure it all out. Yeah. But that's the hardest path. So it's the same for you. You've started looking at harder paths, which is why you are where you are. And yeah. the other thing I want to quick loop back around on is the employee part. Like mm -hmm. in these employees being loyal to you, why it's so important to work hard and take the hard road is because they're, if they're loyal to you and loyal to your business, you owe it to them as an entrepreneur. At least I mm -hmm. feel this way that I need to grow the business. I need to create opportunities for them to grow. It's mm -hmm. not only me who needs to grow. I need to make sure I create an environment for them to thrive. Right. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's what makes a company successful. I mean, that's, and we've, we've always said that for our employees is, you know, this is a performance-based um, job. Like you, if you do well, you're going to grow with us. If you don't put in the work, then it's not going to work out. You know, this is a partnership. We always talk about that too, is that um, with our employees and even with our other, other companies that we work with, you know, breweries and food distributors and just community partners. It, it's a partnership. It has to work both ways. It's like a relationship. It's, it's give and take, and there's got to be compromise and sacrifice on both ends. And if you're not creating an environment for your employees to grow, you're most likely not going to grow. <laughs> No, absolutely. Yourself. Well, and I yeah. want to, anyone who's not an entrepreneur that just listens in and is an employee, this is why it's so important to work hard all the time, you absolutely. know, and work smart yeah. because when a company has to make hard decisions, if you're not working hard and you're not mm -hmm. contributing to the business and you're not growing and helping mm -hmm. the business grow, mm -hmm. you can't help the company get through a situation like this. So you're not mm -hmm. valuable and that's hard for people to hear, but that's mm -hmm. the truth. Unless you're gaining, Absolutely. you're proven yeah. there's value and that you can add value in the great, good times. Great growing business. It's easy. It's easier. People have money. They're spending more money. But if you prove it during those times, you're more likely to be able to handle it when it really mm -hmm. matters. Like times like now and growth is needed amongst hardship. Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, I'll tell you right now, you know, the people, the staff members that pull through that have sacrificed for us that have shown up and they continue to show up every single day and they work their butts off. They're the ones that they're the ones that are getting the shifts, the ones that show up with a bad attitude that don't really care that don't have the passion that don't um, stand for the same standards and values that we do unfortunately, your shifts are going to get cut. I mean, that's just how it is. You know, we want people that are passionate, that people that care. I mean, th this is, this is our livelihood. This is how we make money. And if, and if you're not on board and if you don't have that pride in yourself, you know, it's, it's harder for us to find those shifts for you. Absolutely. And it's like, you want to be able to employ everybody, but it just comes, that's what it comes down to. Some people perform better than others. And that's just a fact. Absolutely. Yeah. So Lauren, I wanted to thank you for still coming on the podcast amongst all of this. Yeah, and, absolutely. And what I want to do is I think what you're doing and what you guys are doing is needed right now. 
And so that's a huge compliment from me. I don't know if it came out that way, but I think no, everyone needs it. And so <laughs> yeah. I'm going to just keep in touch with you and maybe we could get back on and record in a week or two and just continue sure. what we're talking about because I want sure. the message to be out there for food and beverage entrepreneurs and yeah. me doing it by myself doesn't get very far. So, right. <laughs> you know, it's not as easy when you have someone else who's who's out there that's doing it, who's actually in that space or in the restaurant space. So I will reach sure. out and I'd love to get an a part three done here, especially as this thing continues, because I want to continue to breathe hope into communities and breathe hope into entrepreneurs. Um, so they know there's someone out there, um, just like them are going through it too. That's trying to see positivity amongst all of it. Um, even though it's hard. Yeah. I mean, the relatability part of this is so big and, um, the hardest part of not being able to physically support, you know, I mean, like that's the hardest part is not being able to hug my friends or, you know, give someone a handshake. I mean, that's the weird part of this too, is that we're all going through this and, um, emotionally, you know, we want to physically support each other, but it's like, we can't even do that. So if, if we can help spread a message and if we can help create some relatability and some authenticity and vulnerability, then yeah, I would absolutely be happy to come back on. Awesome. So I will be in touch and thank you again for, for stepping up and coming on in a hard situation. I think it was important and thank you everyone for still listening in all the food and beverage entrepreneurs that are reaching out. Yes, mm-hmm. I will put you on the podcast. Yes, we will breathe hope in the communities and and through your messages and stuff like that. And let's just get out there and conquer this thing um, yeah. the best that we can. Let's get through it. I know we can. We just we just got to get through it day by day. <laughs> Absolutely. One day at a time is what they yeah, say. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. All right, everyone, thank you for listening in and have a a great week and a great day. Make the best of it.